0: All right, here we go. Open your Bibles with me this morning to to Luke chapter 19, verse 1. I've got a new series I'm going to talk to you about for three weeks. Um, Not really a series. Um, I just felt like this is where I want to go. We're going to have our fifth encounter um, in a few weeks, in three weeks. And so I had this idea um, from the Lord. I felt like it was from the Lord anyway. um, For this series called One Encounter Can Change Everything. Come on, say that with me. One encounter can change everything everything there's new life come on in the story of Jesus did y'all know that this is number five our fifth encounter can you all believe that we we're actually having a fifth encounter five Are Y'all okay today y'all need to go y'all got somewhere to be five I couldn't be more excited here's why. here's why I'm so excited about this encounter because I couldn't be more excited I am I am I am not even running the encounter I'm not even teaching a session at the encounter. Like it's incredible. I'm so excited. All of you that are that are on the ministry team and all of you that are leading. We, we've got how many people we have on the ministry team? Like 40 people on the ministry team for this encounter. Like that are actually going to like minister to other people, and it's so cool. I'm so excited to watch you guys lead. Like that's what this place is all about, isn't it? Like isn't that what this is all about? Is that we're mobilized to do the things that God has called us um, to do? And so for the next couple of weeks. Here's what we're going to do. We're going to shine the spotlight on some people inside of Scripture who encountered Jesus and their life changed forever. Listen, this wasn't only... I want you to get this because I think sometimes there's a disconnection here. This, What I'm going to talk to you about, this encountering Jesus, this wasn't only for the people inside of Scripture like he like think about it like a lot of times we can we can think that like oh what he did in the bible what he did in that moment well that was for them that was for that guy but let me tell you this today that is not true what he did inside of the bible for those people he wants to do in our lives the way that he encountered them is the same way that he wants to encounter us those the, 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 this wasn't for those who physically encounter Jesus but that listen to me that same power that same grace you got to get this that same healing that same transformation that we're going to read about inside of Scripture is available to us today. It's available to us today. It's here. Now, and I, listen, here, here's the thing. And I, I, as I was thinking about um, the next three weeks, like, I don't know where you're at in your life, personally. I mean, I know most of you, I kind of know where you're at. I, I don't know as a statement, I don't know where you are inside of your life. Maybe you're unsure about this whole Jesus thing. Maybe you're in one of those moments in your life. Maybe you've been a believer for most of your life. One or the other. Maybe you're not saved, saved, but wherever you're at. Here's what I can tell you. The one thing I do know is that each of us and all of us are just one encounter with Jesus away from our life drastically changing. All of us. I don't care if you've been saved for a hundred years. I don't care if you've been in... I don't care. We're all... That's why I'm so excited that I get to go to this encounter and I just get to go to the encounter. I get to go through an encounter. It's the fifth one. It's the first one I get to go through at our church, because I'll tell you this, I'm the pastor here, right? But I also am one step away from something drastically changing inside of my life with an encounter with Jesus. I think, man, when we get into the place in our life and our walk with God, where we think, man, I've learned it all, I've said it all, I've done it all. Man, what a scary place for us to be. We're all, no matter if we've been saved a week, not saved, been saved our whole life, we are one encounter away with Jesus from our life completely changing. We're one encounter away from the freedom that He died to give us. We're one moment away from discovering, because we all need this, right? We're one moment away from discovering the true forgiveness that He died to give us. We're one encounter away. From him discovering, from us discovering the true purpose for our existence. So I came to tell you today that that if he did it for those that we're gonna look at over the next three weeks, he wants to do it for you. Whether you've been, been, been saved, not saved, been through an encounter, not been through an encounter, he wants to do it for you. Amen, everybody. So, so the first encounter we're going to look at, so we've determined that not only can He do it for them, but He can do it for, for us. And we're all one encounter away from something changing inside of our life. Um, the first encounter with Jesus um, that we're going to find ourselves in today is an old, familiar person inside of the Bible. Um, I was going to look at some Old Testament accounts of encounters with God, but I really wanted to, 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 to really focus in on the encounters with Jesus um, inside of the New Testament. And um, it's an, uh, it, 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 the, may, I bet all of you've heard about the guy I'm gonna talk about today, but maybe you haven't. Um, and, and the reason you maybe you haven't is because he was just a, a wee little man. And there's so much inside of this moment. Um, with Jesus, this encounter with Jesus that this guy Zacchaeus, how many of y'all have ever heard of Zacchaeus? Y'all ever heard of Zacchaeus was a wee little man and a wee little man was he? That's how it was taught to me. It was taught to me on a felt board in the Church of Christ in, in Clinton, Oklahoma. Like In like, my other church, we was in the height of Charismania, so we didn't learn nothing except for how to have church. That's all we learned, you know, how to how to, how to to do the thing, right? That's all we learned. We learned how to be in the presence of God. We didn't learn, like, how to have a good marriage. We didn't learn, like, how to, like, get people saved. We just learned how to be in the presence of God, which is great. You should know that, but it's it's singular. So, so I learned this, and I think a lot of us learned about the story of Zacchaeus and kind of a, he was a wee little man, and isn't it just so nice of Jesus just to stop by and look at Zacchaeus? But if you really lean in with me this morning and look at this story, this moment in the bible and really can kind of see who Zacchaeus was i believe it's going to i believe it's going to encourage you and want you like you're going to want to have an encounter with god after this amen everybody so 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 before we read about Zacchaeus i got to familiarize us with Zacchaeus Zacchaeus was a roman tax collector so what he did was was he would shake you down for not only the taxes you owed the Roman government, but he would shake you down for a little extra for himself. He he was considered a traitor. He was considered a thief. Think about this today. Someone comes to your house, Maddie. They knock on your door and they're like, Maddie, uh, you've graduated high school and now you're in college, and now it's time for you to start paying the Roman government taxes, and I not only need the money that you don't have, For the government, I need the money you don't have for me also. And so Zacchaeus was a despised man. Could you imagine? You're the guy that shakes everybody down. And you sit at a little booth. And every single day, every single week, every single month, people who live in poverty are coming by your booth and they're dropping their money on the thing. Or they're saying, I don't have the money. And he looks at them and says, if you don't pay, you go to prison. If you don't pay, then you die. And not only is he making them pay the Roman government, he's taking some for himself. Could you imagine how heartless you would have to be to do that? Like, how, like think about that. Is it real today? Can you all see it? Like, could you imagine having to leave church today? It's different than like coming in and tithing. It's like, no, it's different than like somehow we can wiggle around the tax laws of the United States. No, he sat at a booth. Little bit for them, little bit for me. And everyone knew it. That's who Zacchaeus was. Not only was he that, but he was a short little guy who I'm sure had a... Y'all ever met... I ain't trying to offend nobody. Y'all ever met somebody with the little man syndrome? Could you imagine how... Arrogant and prideful and judgmental and harsh, Zacchaeus had to be. Zacchaeus was not a good man. He was not a wee little man. Come on, this is real. But how many of y'all know you're just one encounter away from Jesus from everything changing inside of your life? Zacchaeus, the what we're about to see is that the old Zacchaeus, does it change it? I hope it changes it for you because you just saw this little felt character, didn't you? He was evil. He would look at people who had no money and tell them, you pay me and the government or you die. But what we're about to see is that the old Zacchaeus is about to die because he's about to meet the one who will eventually go and die for him. And that, my friends, is different than anything we can encounter. Come on, somebody. All right, y'all ready? Are y'all ready? Okay, uh, let's see. Luke chapter 19, verse 1. Read this story or the moment of Zacchaeus with me. He, being Jesus, entered Jericho and he was passing through. And behold, there was a man named Zacchaeus. He was not only a tax collector. I did some research. He would not only shake down the people but he would shake down, he was a chief tax collector, so he would shake down the tax collectors. So not o- this is real. Not only did he hold the feet to the, of the people to the fire, but he would say, Tracy, how come you didn't pick up everything you're supposed to pick up today? Well, you should have picked up a little extra because you got to pick up some for you and the government too. And then I got to get my cut. So he's a, he's a three-level Gestapo gangster. This brother ain't no wee little man. Hey, he had a wee little pinky ring and a wee little pistol in his pocket and a wee little crew that came and shake you down and break your legs if you didn't pay. This sounds a lot different. This sounds a lot different than the Zacchaeus that I read about when I was seven years old. Come on, somebody. This is a straight-up gangster. And behold, was a man named Zacchaeus. He was a chief tax collector. And he was rich. And he was seeking to see who Jesus was. But on account of the crowd, he could not see because of his small stature. Verse 4, so he ran and he climbed up into a sycamore tree. For was, Jesus was about to pass that way. And when Jesus came to the place, He looked at him and said, Zacchaeus, I love this. Picture this in this moment. This ain't wee little Zacchaeus. Are y'all with me? This is straight up gangster. Cut your throat. Take your money. Zacchaeus. He looks right at Zacchaeus in front of this big crowd. He says, hurry and come down. For I got to hang out with you today. And this is Interesting. So Zacchaeus hurried down and he received him joyfully. I love it because there's always a they. Whenever Jesus did anything, there's always, did y'all know there's always going to be a they in your life? Please don't make decisions for the they. Please don't let the they control your life. Come on, somebody. Please don't let the they set the tone for what's going on in your home. Please don't let the the they control the choices you will or won't think. Please don't let the they make you post things that aren't real. Come on, somebody. So he hurried down and he received him joyfully. we got to hurry here. And when they saw him, they all grumbled because they all knew who Zacchaeus was. Hey, listen. Can we just get real for a second? Wouldn't you grumble? Good church person? You've been praying all your life. You've been serving the Lord for 86 years. And of all the people He should come by and talk to is you. You've been a tither your whole life. Yet the only person He stops for that day is the one that no one would have stopped for that day. He's gone to be the guest of a man who is a sinner. Man, I love the Bible. I love it. Do you guys love the Bible? Or you just like it when I tell you about the Bible? There's so much to unpack. So many areas that I, we, everybody say, we, can relate with Zacchaeus. So, so many places I read in this moment, this is so real, right? Like I said, like I've been where Zacchaeus is. I got a little Zacchaeus. Y'all got a little Zacchaeus in you? Y'all y'all, y'all don't think so. I, I, it's okay. I, 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 I know you're sitting here thinking like, yeah, right, really, Pastor Mark? Like, I'm in here on Sunday morning. There's no way. There's no way that Zacchaeus has anything to do with my life. I, I, I'm willing to bet that we've all got a little Zacchaeus in us from time to time. If you can't say amen, say ouch. Here's why. Here's why. Because I've been in a place like Zacchaeus was where I was just searching for a better life. I've been in a place where I've looked at where my life was today wishing that I could get to a better place in my life. I've been where Zacchaeus was where I've looked in all different kinds of places to find fulfillment, to find peace, to find joy, to find hope in my life. I've been just like Zacchaeus. I bet you have too. On the outside, looking in, wishing that my life could be different than it is today. I bet we've all got a, a little relation with Zacchaeus. Come on, are y'all with me this morning? I, I, I've i been like Zacchaeus because I've done things that I know are wrong. And not being able to see a way to do it different. That I know's wrong. Are you with me? I've done things in my life had seasons in my life, moments in my life where I know what I'm doing is wrong. There has to be every day that he sat down at his little chair. There's not a human alive that wouldn't be able to look into the eyes of another person who does not have the money and send them to prison or death and think that's okay. That is the human condition. I know he had to think to himself because I've been in this moment where Zacchaeus is, where what I know I'm doing is wrong, but I can't figure out how to do something different. I've got a little Zacchaeuses me too come on can i get a witness i've also been where Zacchaeus is because i've seen him do great things in other people's lives and just wished he could do them in mine i've seen him heal people and i just wished he healed my family member. i see him bless people and i wish i could get that kind of blessing I see people and they don't look like they struggle, and I'm struggling. We've all got a little Zacchaeus. You know, there's a definable difference between encountering religion and encountering Jesus. there's a There's a huge difference between encountering legalism, judgment law, mean-spirited churchgoers, and encountering the God-man Jesus who is full of grace, full of mercy, the only one who is actually able and, and, and has the right to judge me, yet he does not do it. There's a big difference between encountering religion and encountering Jesus. Zacchaeus had encountered religion. No doubt about that. But this was the moment that he encountered Jesus. The God-man full of grace, full of truth. So so let's get to it today. I want to lean into this. Do you see yourself in Zacchaeus yet? Do you see the difference between encountering religion and encountering Jesus? So let's lean in and see what, what this moment in Zacchaeus' life changes for Zacchaeus, but also changes for us. Number one, here it is. It changes, one encounter with Jesus changes the way I see me. One encounter with Jesus changes the way I see me. Look at this, verse 19. Put it up here, Tristan. Verse 19. And He entered Jericho and He was passing through and behold, there was a man named Zacchaeus, and he was a chief tax collector and was rich. And he was, seen, he was a chief, I love how the Bible lists, he was a chief tax collector and he was rich. And he was seeking to see who Jesus was, but on the count of the crowd, he couldn't see of small stature. Verse 4, so he ran on ahead and he climbed up into a sycamore tree, for he was about to pass this way. Verse 5, here we go, changes the way I see me. One encounter with Jesus can change the way I see me. And when Jesus came to that place, he looked up at him and he said, Zacchaeus, hurry down. From coming to your house. Listen to me this morning. One encounter with Jesus changes the way that I see me. One of the driving forces behind everything we do inside of our lives comes from the way that we see ourselves. The decisions we make are derived from the way that I see me, the people that I hang around with. Come on, somebody they are a direct effect or direct, help me out, somebody with a bigger vocabulary. They're they're a direct result of the way that I see myself. Because if I saw myself like that, I wouldn't be with them. If I saw myself like that, I wouldn't waste my time with them. If I saw myself, this is not separate, come out from among them and be separate. No, this is get in the world and get with lost people. I'm talking about the people you glean from. You're the common denominator, the five people you spend the most time with. If you think of yourself wrong, you will hang out with the wrong people. If you think of yourself wrong, you will make choices that are different than a person who thinks of themselves right. And a lot of people live that way because they haven't encountered Jesus. Because if you encounter religion, it will tell you how bad you are. And then you will live out of that belief system. But when I encounter Jesus, the God-man full of grace and truth, the only one who's actually capable of judging me yet refuses to do so, when I meet Him, it changes the way I see me. That moment, that day, it changed the way Zacchaeus thought, Out of all the people. He could have stopped. He stopped with me. Could you imagine the moment that Zacchaeus had in his brain? Of all of the pomp and circumstance Jesus is coming through, all of the religious leaders, all of the people that Zacchaeus had shook down that he knew were better than him that Jesus should talk to, yet Jesus stops to talk to him, boy, I bet that revolutionized the way he thought about himself. I know that all of us try our best to stave off the feelings of shame and guilt I know that not only the enemy, but the church has told you that your life is the sum total of the things that you've done. I also know how bad that hurts. This moment, this life-altering moment shows us that that is not the way that Jesus sees us. Jesus does not see me for that I am the sum total of all the crap that I have done wrong in my life. Jesus does not see me as the sum total of all of the ignorant choices that I have made in my life. Come on, this is, this is you ought to be way more excited. Y'all are all a little sunburnt, a little tired, I get it, me too. He doesn't see you, this is so good, He doesn't see you for what you've become. He sees you for who you can be. Jesus sees us for who He's created us to be. Who He's called us to be. Jesus looks at Zacchaeus in this moment. This is interesting. And He mentions nothing about what He has done. He only mentions where He is about to take him. I wish I had a church worth preaching to today. I really (laughs) wish I did. He doesn't even say anything. He just says, hey, where are we going? Did you know that Jesus is the same way in your life? He does not even. His only concern. He looks at you through the eyes of your potential, not your problems. This will change the way you see Teddy when you realize Jesus looks at Teddy that way. Come on. I know that you came here today feeling bad about all the things that you've messed up, all the times that you've got it wrong, all the mistakes that you've made, but I've got news for you today that you're one encounter with Jesus away from everything changing for you. I love it because Jimmy, y'all know my friend Jimmy. I don't know where he's at. Text Jimmy. Find out where he's at. He's usually here for a service. Text him, John. See where he's at. I get worried when Jimmy's not here. He's getting to that age. Um, Laughter and I lost my dad in 2020, and so I just have issues, all right? That's why. Jim, Jimmy kind of reminds me of my dad vaguely, and when he ain't here, I'm thinking like, oh Lord, Elizabeth, he's coming to meet us. Anyway, I love it because Jimmy had lived his entire life, he's in his late 60s, 70s, early 70s, he's 70. Y'all know why I'm giving him a welfare check right now. Come on, I'd do it for you too, um, and I'll never forget this. He lived 70 years of his life hating himself. He's been in recovery. Like, wh- wh- how long has it been since Jimmy had a drink? 30-something years. I mean, if anybody's got room to be like, I freaking got this licked. Yet, yet, he has an encounter with Jesus at encounter. And the one thing he came away with was, when I look in the mirror, I used to say, I hate this person. I hate you for everything you've done. You've tore apart my family. You had an addiction. You you damaged this. You did that. You made this choice. That was bad. He said the one thing that changed for me at Encounter was I was able to finally say, I love you, man. I love the prayer. Why? Because we're because we're one encounter away from changing the way we see ourselves. Hey, Jesus wants that, and I know Jimmy wants that for you. He put Zacchaeus in the Bible for you so you could finally not just interact with a felt board character, but so that you could see how Jesus wants to interact with you. Here's the second thing. The second thing, it changes the way I see me out of this story. Here's the second thing, it changes the way I see my time. This is different. I haven't ever preached this this little spot right here, but I want you to see this. It changes the way I see my time. Verse 5 in the Scripture. It says, And when he came to the place, he looked up and he said to him, Zacchaeus, hurry and come down, for I must stay at your house today. So he hurried, came down, and received Jesus. You see... Up until this moment in the life of Zacchaeus, I'm about to change your life. Please help me. Y'all get ready. Up until this moment in Zacchaeus' life, he thought, just like you do, that he is someone who is not worthy of God wanting to spend time with him. That surely, Jesus must want to spend His time with people who are far more deserving than me. Can I get a witness from somebody? Yeah. And as a result, you got to catch this. this is this good, Carrie. Does it make you nervous when I come over here? Zacchaeus didn't think that he was worthy of Jesus spending time with. Listen to me, this is so deep. And as a result, his beliefs, like, as a result of that, he made choices in his life that aligned with that belief system. Okay. Did you know That what you believe can actually be different than what you know. What you know can actually be different than your belief system that drives everything you'll do inside of your life. You can know it, but believe something counter to what you know. Y'all listen, I had to pay a bunch of money to learn this. To find out what I'm about to tell you. I can stand up here and tell you that Jesus wants to spend time with you. That His desire is to know you and to love you. To hang out with you. Everywhere, all the time. I can tell you that. And you can know it. And you can be like, yeah, I know that. Right? And then leave and never actually spend time with Him Monday through Saturday. You can know that Jesus loves me, that He wants to be with me, that He wants to spend time with me. I can know that. But my belief system, which is really what guides me, will tell me different. So I won't spend time with Jesus because my belief system tells me He does not want to spend time with me so I don't spend time with Jesus. You understand this? Is this making, making sense? Yeah. I need you to believe with me this morning that the Savior of the world, yeah. think about this, He actually died... He was actually crucified. He actually died. And he was actually rose from the grave, just not so that he could spend time with Zacchaeus, but so that he could spend time with those he died for eternally. The only way for him to spend time with us eternally was that he had to die be crucified, die, and be risen from life, or else the only time He would have got to spend with humanity was the time that He walked through the earth. That tells me that oh, He uh, he went through the cross, He went through the mocking, He went through the shame, He went through the nails, He went through the crown of thorns, He went through the, 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 the betrayal, He went through all of that, He went through the grave cloth, He went through all of that and rose all the way up to heaven so that He could spend eternity with me now you can know that and not believe that but you can believe that and you'll actually want to spend time with him. I need you to believe with me today that there's no place that's hidden from him there's no mistake big enough for him to move in another direction, away from your life. There's no gap that the blood of Jesus that was poured out on Calvary will not cover to get to you. There's no place in your life that the grace of God through the blood of Jesus will not wash you clean and make you new. When you encounter religion... Spending time with Jesus is work. But when you encounter Jesus, spending time with Him is healing. It's peaceful. It's accepting. It's happiness. It's fulfilling. When you actually encounter Jesus, not religion, but when you encounter the God-man Himself, your belief system can change. And let me tell you, when it shifts, you'll want to take Him wherever you go. The only place we see Zacchaeus run... Think about this, is so good. The only place we see Zacchaeus run is to Jesus, not away from Jesus. How long are you going to continue to know and refuse to believe How long are you going to to continue to keep running from him Monday through Saturday? Hello? If you actually believed you'd you'd be with him all the time. If you actually believe King of heaven. King of earth. The one who defeated death and the grave and sin actually wanted to hang out with you. You would literally never leave his presence. That right there is called a pause for reflection. Our last thing. Last thing. So when I encounter Jesus, it changes the way I see me. When I encounter Jesus, it changes the way. Just come this way. Come straight up here. I ain't got time for y'all to walk around. I should have told you this. It's my fault. Go ahead, Brooke. Just walk on up here. I'm going to land this thing. But I need you to help me do it. One encounter with Jesus can change the way I see me. Listen, you've got to change the way you see you. If you knew what Jesus said about you, you wouldn't talk to yourself the way that you talk to yourself. If you knew the way Jesus saw you, you wouldn't see yourself the way that you see you. Man, this is a struggle for me, even more so than you could ever imagine. Because I, the only person, I'm, the hard, I'm hard on a lot of people, but the only person I'm as hard on that anybody is me. So, just know that as I'm preaching to me today, that I'm also preaching to you. Come on, take a deep breath with me. changes the way I see myself. Listen, we can't, we can't reach the people God's called us to reach if you don't see yourself the way that you're supposed to. Come on, you're a leader in the house of God. You woke your butt up at 8.30 in the morning to get to church. Of all places, the lake's pretty nice right now. I mean, how old are you? 16. I, you have no idea, young lady, how like it makes my Sunday every Sunday to see you come to church by yourself. You have no idea. You have no idea how powerful that is. If you saw, if we saw ourselves for the way that we that Jesus sees us, He, he doesn't, Jesus doesn't look at you and go, oh, she's only 16. No more than he went to Zacchaeus and said, "Oh, he's only just a thief." He says, "She's a mighty woman of faith and power. She's the mouthpiece for a generation." The last thing. The last thing today. God, I told y'all this was going to be good. This is so good, isn't it? Luke chapter nineteen, verse eight. Love this. This is where just Jesus puts a bow on it for us. Change the way I see me, change the way I see my time, because if I felt like I was actually worthy of Him spending time with me, I'd spend time with Him. And Zacchaeus stood and said to the Lord, Behold, Lord, the half of my goods I will give to the poor. And if I have defrauded anyone of anything, I'll restore it not once, not twice. Not three times, but I'll give that money back to him, Lord. Can you see this change, man? Not your felt board character, not your little little guy. But this mean Gestapo like shake you down for money, sent you to the gallows, says, Lord, if I've if I've taken a penny, I'll give it back to him four times. This wasn't out of fear. This wasn't because Jesus drug him through the mud and told him how terrible he was. This wasn't because Jesus showed him in a moment all of the bad things that he'd done in his life. This wasn't because he got to the pearly gates and God told him all the times where he'd messed up. No, this was an encounter with the one full of grace. This is an encounter with the one who was more concerned with where Zacchaeus was going, not where he'd been. He says, I'll return it to him fourfold. And if I've defrauded anything, I'll restore it to him fourfold. And Jesus said to him, today, salvation has come to this house. See, He also is the Son of Abraham. For the Son of Man, it gives us the reason why He stopped. He said, because I came to seek and save those that are lost. You see, what happens when I encounter Jesus is it changes, it changes the way I see what's in my hands. And I get it. You're like, "Well, preacher, this is where you're going to turn it into money." And then, hey, "Yeah, you know, you want me to go go go. This is where this is it, right? He gave all this money. This is where we're going to turn it into where I need more Dave's money." Let me tell you this. God never needed your money. And and I don't need your money. It's never been about that. It's always been about you should give because life change and transformation is happening. You should give because kids are getting saved. You should give because we're paying for people's counseling. You should give because we're giving to foster families. We bought some bunk beds and stuff this week. You should give because of that. You see what I think when I read this last moment in the Scripture. Put the Scripture back up here. One, Back up one more, Tristan. He says, "If, Behold, Lord, the half of my goods I will give to poor. And if I have defrauded anyone of anything, I will restore it. Fourfold. What's crazy is this last part here, I don't even think has a monetary aspect attached to it. I'm about to change your life. I'm about to change your life. You see, each dime that he gave, each dollar that he returned, wasn't simply currency. Oh no, good Christian, this is where we miss it. Each and every red cent was his sin. Each and every dollar was what he had stolen. Each and every dollar was what he had lied about, what he had been dishonest about. Each one, each and every piece of currency in his hands represents every single time you've messed up. each time that I've fallen short in my life, each time that we've cheated, each time that we've lied, each time that we've relapsed, each time that we've, we've gave into the things in our lives that we know are killing us from the inside out. That's what every single penny represents. And one encounter with Jesus transformed every single one of those pieces of currency into Zacchaeus's mission. The mistakes were transformed in the in the encounter with Jesus from sin to empowerment, from sin to his gifting. It's almost like his, his mistakes became his ministry. It wasn't about money. It was to show me that that I've never disqualified. To be called to do great and mighty things for God. that it's What if God actually walked me through all of those mistakes, all of those problems, all of those times I fell short, all of those times I cheated, all those times I lied, all of those times I was dishonest, all those times I shook down those people for money, all those times I shook down the other tax collectors for money, just so that I would have a ministry to pour out from. It's almost like everything you've ever done equips you to serve in the kingdom of God. I get real nervous about people who had never done nothing in their life because they're not effective in the kingdom. I don't care about your spiritual gift. It's great. Bless God. We all got them. What I know is that what you've been through is your platform, what you've walked through is your ministry. He turned his sins into seeds into eternity. And the same thing He wants to do for you. You see, His mistakes did not disqualify Zacchaeus. They actually... (sighs) They actually empowered Him to make a difference. That's the difference between encountering Jesus and encountering religion. You see, his mistakes didn't qualify him. They actually empowered him to make a difference in the lives of Je- that those that Jesus had called him to. That that's what makes this place so special. For real. We- because Luke is imperfect, in case you didn't know. And so is Brooke. And so is Mason. And so is Tristan. And so is Dave. And so is Sarah. So is Shane. And so is Melissa. And so is Heidi. So it's Tracy. Well, we know Tracy. No, I'm just kidding. But Tracy, even Dan, believe it or not, is imperfect. Yet God calls each of us to be leaders in the body of Christ. Amen, everybody? Stand to your feet with me.